it's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. CC is wrapped in a blanket like a hot pocket. That goes straight into your heck no. Yeah. Wait, what's my heck? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm here laying while. on Avery's side of the bed. Hey, Avery. <laughs> hey, Avery. And, <laughs> and Megan's laying on hers, and I'm wrapped up in a blanket because my heck no is that the Wells keeps their house at a ripe 20 degrees Fahrenheit. And okay. it's like freezing in here. I mean, I can hardly function. I'm having to walk around. I'm having to walk around with a massive minky couture blanket all over me. The drum. I'm like, oh, I should get disability. I can like oh hardly even type. My my fingers are brittle. Yeah. Ugh. I mean. They are feeding me those. So. <laughs> She's staying for the free food. So don't I'm like for the week. too much. Yeah. It's not that bad, apparently, but it could be worse. Mine, I mean, you could might as well just go outside then because my heck no is that it's 80 freaking degrees and it's November, November 7th to be exact. Love that. We are a week into November and it's 80 degrees. I'm angry about it. Should you not can, be 80 degrees. You can tell by her voice. She's angry. <laughs> I'm angry about it. <laughs> I'm really pissed. <laughs> not oh, acceptable. Really. Yeah. How am I supposed to freaking get the house decorated for Christmas if it's sunshiny and 80 degrees out and you could go outside and play in a sprinkler. That's also my heck no is Megan <laughs> thinks it should be decorated for Christmas on November 7th. And I'm like, yeah, last year I was going through posts last night, old posts of mine last year on November 3rd, I said I was decorating for Christmas. It's November 7th. I am behind. <laughs> okay. She is behind. <laughs> I am just a little concerned. Um, but not too much because you're still staying for a week. Yeah, so, it's true. And I already worried. know one of these days I'm going to get sucked into decorating. <laughs> so, And you're going to be super excited about it. You're going to act like you hate every second of it, but then you're going to be like, this is a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, can't you tell, guys? Oh, goodness. Okay. Oh, goodness. Oh, Carrie's been saying that a lot. That's lately. all Carrie's saying is, oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. I'm like, love that. Say it one more time. <laughs> uh, okay. So my heck yes is just being here and like, you know, friend to do life with and not being alone yeah. and just making myself right at home. You know, yeah. I work from home and I yeah. love that you literally, I was thinking about that the other day that you, when you got here, you just walked inside and we're like, Hey, and I was like, this is awesome. And then like the other day you were, Oh, last night, I think it was, or the night you got in, you were like looking for something in the fridge. I was like, are you looking for dessert? And then I was able to list off where all three of the desserts were. And you were able to find something that she knew, looking for dessert. <laughs> but I just love that. You're just like, yep, I'm just going to find some dessert in here and figure out what I want. And I was like, yes, just stay forever. That's fine with me. Because that's my heck yes. Well, the guest room did have a sign that said make yourself at home. It does. <laughs> I bought it specifically because I was like, I need to get pe- this into people's brains. Because I hate when people come and are just like extra, like walk on eggshells almost. Uh-huh. I'm like, please just like grab drinks out of the fridge whenever yeah. you're thirsty, please. Okay. So that's the difference. I don't know. Have we talked about the difference between like Midwest and Southern hospitality? No. Okay. So I don't know anything about either. So, so this is what I've experienced. Okay. Because living in both is that. Midwesterns will you'll come in they'll just say oh make yourself at home and like they actually mean it like if you need to open up a cabinet just like open Open up the cabinet like that's like the nicest thing someone could say to you is make yourself at home versus in the south what they would say is you'll walk in they'll be like can I get you anything and they serve you so Mm. they're not inviting you to like come look for it yourself they're like 
inviting they're they like they want to serve to take you. Care of you right yeah. and like neither I don't have like a whatever preference, preference. it's just different you yeah. know so I feel like some southern people would find it rude because they're, they're like literally you're just sitting here like you're not getting oh. the drink for me right yeah. because they actually meant make yourself at home but yeah. then in the south it's like I'm it'd guest. be like oh do you not trust me to just like get it myself yeah you know yeah. So it's like that. It's just different. I mean, hmm. I don't care either way, but right. I, I like to do I both. Know the difference I'm like, make them. yourself at home and let me serve you. Yeah. Same. Same. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was that different, but it does make sense. I could totally see that being a thing here. Yeah. So it makes sense. My heck yes is having CC here too. It was kind of rude as we were typing up the document. I was typing my heck no, and she was typing her heck yes, and all she said was bean, and I was like, no, <laughs> that's my heck yes. State um, of bean, yeah, state of bean. But having CC here, just having extra eyes and hands, like even when I just put Jeannie down for a nap, she was able to like keep Carrie from taking her diaper off just because she was in the same room as Carrie, even if she was like doing work. It was just like someone had eyes on Carrie. Yeah. Like ripping her <laughs> yeah. poopy diaper off. I'm like, come on, come on, man. We already talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> and just having company in the house 24 seven is just, I love it so much. Even if we don't see each other all day, like even if we're not sitting in the room all day or like going to the zoo and then going to something else and mm-hmm. doing something, like just having someone else around is so fun. And she gets really excited about my Facebook marketplace finds to the point of running out to the car and grabbing them herself. So <laughs> I'm very yeah, Megan picked up like three lamps and she got in and I just got off a meeting. So I came downstairs and I was like, oh, what do they look like? She's like, oh, they're in the trunk. I'm like, all right, I'm getting them. <laughs> so I'll get them later. She's like, I'll go get them. Don't worry. I want to see it. I'm nosy. <laughs> they are cute though. They are cute. $25 for three lamps. Yeah. I'm looking for a queen, a vintage queen bed frame that is rounded. Very particular. <laughs> so if anyone knows the guy who knows the guy. So you best bet I'm looking at Facebook marketplace from all the towns from here in Auburn back to Kentucky that I'll be driving. <laughs> yeah, that's actually genius. I'm like, how can I find this? It's so particular. Um, but yeah, anyways, what are we, what are we talking about today? <laughs> We're talking about the D word. The D word. Stability. <laughs> Gotcha. Get your head out of the gutter. Um, we're talking about docility and it's funny because CC and I both have recently been instructed to focus on and practice the virtue of docility more by our spiritual directors. Like the same the week, the same week we were told to practice docility and we were sharing what we were told. And I was like, so funny. We're like, I no way. Also was told that. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I brought it up to our spiritual director, who's like, he knows CC and is friends with CC too. And I was like, yeah, CC got told too, that she needs to focus on docility. He was like, yep. That makes sense. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, you guys are similar in that category. And I was like, okay. Uh, so. Okay. So before we just like jump into all that jazz, um, can we please just talk about all the Advent stuff going on with the Catholic company? Okay. So you'll do Advent, but you won't do Christmas right now. Well, I mean, yeah, prepping for Advent. but Advent starts November 27th. So you got, so your mind right now is on like, okay, I got to prep for Advent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like my mind's like, let's be um, Christmas gifts, Black Friday and Advent. Actually, no, that's actually, none of that is what my mind's on. My mind's like, (laughs) it's all a lie. Am I going to see Patrick for Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) How, where, what country? (laughs) So yeah. Um, but the Catholic company. So last year I got this champagne berries advent wreath. You can look it up champagne berries, advent wreath from Catholic company in the amount of compliments I got on it via social media and in person was astounding. It's like, so just feminine and pretty. And it, it's not like a typical advent wreath where it's just like uh greenery or like yeah. wood. You know, well, I was going to say, I either see like a gold circle with little candle holders right. or greenery. Yeah. That's this what I always see. is like, it's just beautiful. And it was so mm. fun to have in like an all girls home mm. in my, uh, in Virginia. But now that 
I mean, my, I have pink chairs in my house. Like this advent wreath will be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture Claire having it in hers. Yeah. Who we just had on. Yeah, totally. Totally. And they just have so much Advent merch, like even just the three purple candles and the one pink candle, like they have all of those with really reasonable prices, cheaper than Amazon. Cause I've looked for those candles and <laughs> anything on Catholic company, you can get 15% off with code heck 15, all caps, heck 15 for 15% off anything at Catholic company, but absolutely check out all their Advent stuff right now. And then check out their Christmas stuff too isn't it kind of the same what do you mean i'm just saying if you're like me and are already behind on christmas decorating definitely consider buying okay. your christmas decor <laughs> for me i'm like advent decor christmas decor the same thing okay but when you say advent decor i instantly think of like okay liturgical stuff so like the candles the purple, oh the yeah and, you know all that but then when i think of christmas i'm like okay let's find something with saint nick on it Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, and like some green, red, red and green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not ready. No. Um, <laughs> She's focused on the ad. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm, I got to focus on finding where that was after all the 45 moves. Oh, we'll gosh. find it. We'll find it. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so docility, it has been a, now a running joke between Megan and I, mm-hmm. but we thought it would be a good topic to bring up because initially my spiritual director was talking about like docility, the Holy spirit. And Megan's spiritual director was talking about docility in the vocation of marriage. Yeah. And we were both talking about it. And then we were both like, actually, we don't even know what it means. And so Megan looked it up. <laughs> I Googled it the day after he told me to focus on it. Cause I was like, I think I have an idea. Cause he mentioned Mary being docile. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next morning I was like, well, let me just like really define it so I can really focus on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Definition of docility via Google. Well, Cambridge English dictionary to be specific, <laughs> the quality of being quiet and easy to influence, persuade, or control the breed of cattle is known for its docility. And so then I was like, what? Absolutely not. I was like, cattle? <laughs> Easy to control? No, 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 no. He must have mistaken me for <laughs> something else. <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting. And I kind of understood like, you know, I heard the word, like I yeah. just didn't fully understand. And like, I assumed it would it was probably similar to like meek or submissive or something like that. I don't prefer the word meek at all. Okay. I, I don't prefer the word docile. So you would rather no, have no, no, no. I don't prefer the word submissive. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Submissive to me is like man is controlling woman. And I just, it makes my little yeah. independent self want to run. Yeah. But do- docility is pretty to me. Docile makes me think of cows still but I'm working on it. (laughs) Okay. I could see that. I think I'm just used to the submissive part because it's like wives submit to your husbands. Like it's such like everyone has it at their wedding mass, you know, like that passage. Yeah. Um, I didn't, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so this is why we're being told to focus on docility now in our lives and marriages. So I feel like I was used to that word and like meek people have described like our blessed mother is meek. And I never, that never really sat well with me. And Patrick and I have had intense discussions over the word meek. Mm. Um, (laughs) Very us fight over a word. Um, But yeah, docility, the actual like term is growing on me, but I think I'm hesitant. We'll get into it, but I think I'm like hesitant more because it's like, okay, I can practice being docile with the Holy spirit. But there gets to a point where I'm like, I need to practice being docile in marriage, but I can't because mm-hmm. we're away from each other. Right. So it just annoys me more than anything. Um, anyways, kind of dive into like what you, okay. Should I dive into the, actually the, the, like more examples? Yeah. Or- give some more examples of it first. And like, let's define it some more beyond cattle. Okay. So that people- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so docility. This is from St. Jose Maria in The Forge, one of his books. Um, And he said, docility, this is the task of the Holy Spirit in each souls. Wow. 
in each soul, (laughs) in yours too. You have to be docile so as not to put obstacles in the way of God. Hmm. So taking that into account and it's kind of like a disposition of trust in God um, and kind of like a habit of docility. And then I was just doing some Googling um, and I I don't know anything about catholicmom.com, but it popped up and it was catchy. And she <laughs> had like this paragraph about docility saying, you know, the first aspect of docility is the willingness and readiness to be taught or guided. And this is the, de- the desire to learn from God and to be formed and molded by his hands. It involves being open to the workings of God in one's life and the willingness to cooperate with his grace, um, to be malleable to the activities of the Holy spirit. And then the second aspect of being docile is responsiveness. So, um, the first one was willingness and this one is responsiveness and responsiveness is involving reacting quickly and positively to the inspirations of the Holy spirit. This means being flexible and willing to put aside one's will plans and desire and to accept and do whatever is God's will. It involves taking action as one becomes aware of God's desires in order to carry out his will. And just side note, this reminds me of what I was telling you yesterday, Megan, that my spiritual director was saying, and like he he was saying the phrase, the phrase that like is running through my head constantly is God. I love like, Lord, I love you more than this. Mm. And it's kind of what catholicmom.com is talking about (laughs) is like putting aside one's will. So it's like, oh, there's laundry on the ground and I've been putting off laundry for two days. And it's like, God, I love you more than this. Like I love you more than not doing the laundry. Right. right Exactly. Exactly. Or like, um, you know, maybe I'm like doing the divine mercy chaplet, but like hardly paying attention, just like running through the prayers to get it done. And it's like, God, I love you more than doing this sloppily. Yeah. Like I love you more than this. And then the third aspect is obedience. And so this is compliance and submission to God's commands, (laughs) requests, or preferences. It is the desire to seek and conform oneself to the will of God at all times. Okay. And hearing that all written out, I'm like, yeah, got it. Good. Like I can do that. But when I, and I think we've kind of figured this out between the two of us in the past two days, we've been talking about docility. I've been okay, like with the Holy Spirit and God practicing docility in that relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good, got it. I like it, that started when I said yes to dating Avery, and then it trickled into moving here, and then it trickled into figuring out what to do with Jeannie and her breach position in birth, and like all of those things. That was an intense communication with God and desiring to follow His will, even if I felt unsure or didn't want to. I did not want to move here to Alabama. And I was like, this is where God wants us to go. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Um, but I feel like it's so much more than just trust. You true, know, but I will say for a fact, and I know father Peyton, my spiritual director will say this too. He meant it in regards to my relationship with Avery. Right. Because that I am not docile. <laughs> okay. Explain, explain, explain without like exploiting. Right. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so I, it's a blessing and a curse because, and I think we're kind of similar in this way, as far as like personality goes, we're both very independent. We don't need someone else to help us do things. Like we can figure stuff out on our own. Right. Even if we don't know what it is, we'll find, we'll figure it out. YouTube that. Yeah. We're very strong. Um, we're a little bit hard headed, maybe. Um, I am, um, very independent. We both are very independent. Yeah. And so it's just, those are all not inherently evil things, but when you're in a relationship with a husband, those things can very much go against your natural role. They'll let clash, right? They'll clash. And it's like your role as a wife is to let your husband lead to parent together, to come up with solutions together, but to ultimately let him have the say. Mm-hmm. And that goes against so much of my natural like trait just as a person, the person that I am and God mm-hmm. made me to be. And also just some habits, like some of that is bad habits and not, not gifts from God, <laughs> like human mm-hmm. flaws. Um, and so that's where I have to focus a lot more because for a while it was my way or the highway, or it was 
constantly trying to take control or leading our marriage mm-hmm. um, or stepping in. Um, if Avery is disciplining Carrie, I have a really bad tendency of like making a comment of like, oh, well, I told her this or, oh, well. And it's like right now, all you're portraying to Carrie is that you are not on the same page as like, yeah, you mom and dad are not on the same page. And you're portraying Avery that you don't trust him to discipline our children. And I didn't marry a child. I married a man who I trusted Mm -hmm. to raise kids with me. And I am not showing him that at all. And that's like the kind of way I need to practice docility with him. I need to show him in action and in love that like I trust him and he's a man. And the beautiful thing about that is as soon as I was explaining all this to Father Peyton, he was like, you know, it'll happen when you start showing Avery that you do love and trust him through your pursuit of docility he will become stronger and the stronger he becomes, the easier your life gets and He'll the become more attractive. More yeah. And the more attractive he becomes to you. And I was like, wow, isn't that just like, that's where every, to be. Right. Isn't that where every married couple wants to be? The husband right. is strong and confident. My life is easy and he is attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Like that is perfect. Sure. Sign me up for that. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a femininity, like you were saying to the actual, like sounding of the word. Yeah. But also there's a femininity to we were talking about that. I was like, there's actually nothing I want more than to do what my husband wants me to do. Yeah. Like that sounds weird. Yeah. That to the average to, to cultural, like, you know, if you yeah. were to take that, like, you know, five second thing Leap and out, remove it, yeah, I would sound like a crazy person, but it is true. Like, of course I want to be approve like approving and Mm -hmm. him to be approving of me and like you were saying the um like oh I don't trust a like it could look like I I don't don't trust trust him him. yeah and it's so true like Patrick and I've had that conversation I can't remember what it was about it was something about like plans or yeah like plans or dates or something like that like actual like calendar dates and I was like asking all these questions and he was like, you know, like I already figured this out. Yeah. Like, that's why I said it. Cause like, I yeah, already, already thought about like it. thought about all of this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have like pitched it to you if I didn't think about these mm-hmm. things. He's like, that's not to say, I don't want, that's not to say that I don't want to hear your thoughts. Of course I want to hear your thoughts, but you're saying it as if like, you don't trust that I could have managed to plan this right kind of thing. Right. Or thought this through or right. anything. Right. And he was like, I just want you to be aware that like, yes, you might say you trust me, but that action is showing me opposite. Right. And it's a small thing. It's not a big deal, right. but small things go into big things. Mm-hmm. It dominates. And yeah. And it's like emasculating then. Right. Absolutely. That father Peyton was like, what is that? What does Avery feel? when you act like that. And I was like, hundred percent, he feels emasculated. Mm-hmm. 100%. So there's something that my, the consulting company that I'm part of, we teach and it's called the working genius by Pat Lencioni and Patrick Lencioni is one of the top consultants of this day. And he happens to be a devout Catholic just happens to be, he's, yeah, he like (laughs) works in the secular space with the company called the table group, but he has this new kind of algorithm called the working genius. And it's something that we teach at companies and it kind of just shows like where your natural God-given gifts are in the iteration of work. Mm. So you would have there's, there's six different steps in the iteration of work. It goes wonder invention discernment, um, galvanizing enablement, and then tenacity. Okay. And the way that works is like, I, you, each person has like two working geniuses. Um, each person has two competencies and each person has two working frustrations. Okay. Okay. And so you need to have all six to like get a project from start to finish. You wonder about it. You invent, you decide if it's a good idea, you, um, enable. So you're helping people, you galvanize, get people excited. And then tenacity, you finish off the project. Got it. Okay. So you need all set six in this iteration of work to be successful. And in a marriage, it's really important to have at least four different ones. Right. And so Patrick, his, his two are 
wonder and tenacity and mine are invention and discernment. Mm. So like, he's great at wondering, I'm great at bringing that wonder to an idea and deciding if the idea was good. And he's great at finishing it off, Mm. which is awesome. Now we're completely leaving out like getting people excited and rallied around and right. like helping or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But um taking that where I'm going with this is that I know I have like discerning something, like deciding if it's a good idea or not is a natural given gift. And it it's not to say like the whole idea of the working genius is not to say that I can't do the other things. It's that it actually sucks my energy. Mm-hmm. So like I can be great at getting stuff done, but it exhausts me. versus Patrick, he's getting stuff done and he's getting more excited and more energized as he gets stuff done. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And burnout, just side point, burnout actually doesn't happen when people are doing their working frustration. It happens when they're doing their working competency because they can do it. Right. But they, but it drains them. Got it. You know? Yeah. Um, they don't realize that they don't, they don't realize that it sucks their energy because it's kind of that middle one. But what I'm saying is the whole, like, oh, you don't trust me in my head. I'm like, but like discernment is a natural given gift. (laughs) But at the same time, he knows that. And he of course takes my, wants my opinion on everything, of course. Right. But it's the whole like second guessing them. And the tone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. It's not to say that they don't care about our opinions or don't want it. Of course they want it. They want us to be approving. Right. Exactly. And they want us in it. Like we're, we parent together. We do all of this together. And that's the thing too. He was trying to explain to me because you have an issue with the word meek. I have an issue with the word submissive. I think I also kind of was confused about docility, which led me to Google it. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I was thinking to him or telling our spiritual director out loud, I was like, to me, docility sounds like meek for sure. Mm-hmm. Quiet, calm, maybe a little passive, all this stuff. And he was like, no. And he was like, and it's funny that you say all of that because you're on one, we're on one spectrum of the extreme where it's independent, strong, can do it ourselves, whatever. The other extreme would be passive. Um, passivity. Well, that's the same thing as passive. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. on one end. Passivity is on one end. Controls on the other end. Controls on the other end. But then like also with passivity would be like someone who looks for other people to tell them what to do all the time. Someone mm-hmm. who just gets kind of walked all over, um, who just obeys by default. Steamrolled. Yeah. Steamrolled. By their husband. <laughs> um, and he was like, and you resent that extreme, which is why you have decided, well, Satan has decided to twist the way you view docility and place it on that extreme on so that, that you run far away. Um, and he said, virtue lies in the middle of two extremes, which means it's not me being independent and strong headed and all this stuff forever. I cannot continue to do all of that and make my way over to virtue, the virtue right. of docility. Like I have to learn how to control it and channel it into an obedience. Whereas the person on the side who's getting steamrolled and is a pushover and whatnot, mm-hmm. them practicing obedience is not virtuous because they already are inherently obedient. Like just by default, right. they are obedient. So they need to learn how to stand up for themselves, make a say, make a decision on their own, mm-hmm. try to find a solution by Be decisive. Yeah. Right. That is them Be practicing virtuous. virtue to get to docility. We both come from totally different ends, but we both have to work towards docility in the middle because mm-hmm. that's in the middle of the two extremes. Oh, that's so good. I don't and think I pictured it like that. That helped me so much because I was like, okay, so there's an opposing team. Right. And they've got like practicing virtue doesn't look the same for every single person. Right. It's totally based on your own personality, your own traits, skill, your own gifts, your own. Yeah. And honestly, it's so hard to have this awareness though. Like, oh, totally. I would, if, if this was something that, you know, I had in front of me to practice, this is the thing. Learning marriage stuff is so frustrating because I can't put it into play and I know yeah. I'm going to forget about it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you're like, cool note. All right. Go, go, go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, 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 but I would have to ask Patrick, like, I need you to call me out. Yes. I need you to yes. at that moment be like, where are, can we reevaluate this spectrum of where yeah. we are right now? Yeah. And like, just to rethink, like, where are we? Right. And I noticed that when I was talking to father Peyton, he was like, I love how self-aware you are. And I was like, truly it's because I married Avery because he calls me out 
many, 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 many times. And a lot of the times my initial reaction is, excuse me, like, <laughs> what? But now it's becoming a habit to practice humility. I've become a lot more humble since being married to Avery. He's always been very good at being humble. And it's something him being able to call himself out makes it okay for him. Yeah. And like, I want him to call me out. But like, I don't really want him to call me right, out, right? right. Like, it doesn't feel good. It, it never feels good. It but now it enables this whole self-awareness where it's like, okay, I can actually pick myself apart and figure out where I do need to grow. Yeah. And it's not a confusing voice. Like, is that Satan? Is that truth? Like, I don't really know. It's like, no, it's clear. Because he wants what's best for you. Right. Exactly. That yeah. really good. It was <laughs> No, but at the same time, yeah. Like when Patrick says something, it's like, we're on the same team why would he be calling me out on something to make me feel bad? Right. Like he loves me. Mm -hmm. Why would I assume the worst that he's like saying this to like right. br bring me down? Right. Like, I trust that he always has my best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. And you guys are on the exact same team. So if he were to call you out, just to like be a jerk, he's hurting he's, himself. He's hurting himself. He's hurting the whole team. The whole team is now the losing. whole body, the whole right. one body Flesh composite right there. <laughs> okay. Pausing this conversation though. And the flower dangle earrings that you were wearing oh. yesterday, <laughs> we went to Publix after mass. We, well, it wasn't just because CT was in town. Almost every Sunday we go get pub subs. If you're in the South, you know, um, we go get pub subs after mass for lunch. We bring them home every single Sunday. I've been wearing, not every single Sunday, most Sundays I'll wear these dangle gold dangle earrings from the little Catholic that are like daisies. Mm -hmm. They're really pretty and they're light too, which is great for my ears. Yeah. Um, so they don't like rip my earlobes. Every single Sunday that we've gone to Publix and I've been wearing those earrings, the meat, the either the meat guy, because he's right next to the pub sub guy or the pub sub guy himself will say, like, will comment on the earrings. Really? And it hasn't been the same person. Yesterday, it was the girl that was yeah. working behind the meat yeah. counter. She was like, I love your earrings. And I was like, thanks. And the Sunday before that, I was wearing them and it was the guy making her sandwich. She was like, I love those earrings. Those are, you look really good in those earrings. And I was like, what? So I was like, oh, it's a little Catholic. You should hear about them. They're pretty great. <laughs> so, so yeah, definitely is a heck yes to my life. Um, getting compliments, but it's also like no shocker that right. I'm getting complimented consistently with these earrings. Because <laughs> they're beautiful. They're stunning. So y'all can use code HECK20, H, capital H-E-C-K-2-0 uh, for 20% off uh, Little Catholic. And everything for them is linked in our show notes as always. Yeah, as always. So back to docility, back to the <laughs> D word. Um, I will say too, with talking about virtue existing between the extremes, you, you shared something from your spiritual director the other day that was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it goes parallel with docility. It also goes parallel with like discipline yeah, and like, um, self-mastery almost, mm -hmm. which I feel like at least for me, docility is going to be a form of self-mastery because I have such a habit of like trying to control things mm -hmm. with my speech towards Avery. So I need to learn how to self-master that desire for control and independence or like seemingly I have more wisdom than you and mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you. So you need to share what it was because yeah. I was like, crap. No, it's so good. Crap. <laughs> but first it's like, we will never achieve docility forever you no, know like, it's constantly it's, a word yeah like it's not something where it's like achieve done bing next Check. virtue <laughs> next <laughs> we're working on patience next like, <laughs> like it's not something yeah. where like you get there and like you've climbed the summit true, true. it's like no you look at a situation and you choose to be docile in that situation like and it's, it's a, a constant thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um Okay. So the, when she, when Megan was talking about like virtue exists between the extremes is there's something called the virtuous mean. And I'm pretty sure St. Augustine talks about it. Um, or who, um, the virtuous mean, um, or Aquinas maybe talks about it either way. Anyways, no one's going to, whatever. A strong Catholic. One of those. Philosopher. <laughs> A philosopher <laughs> talks about the virtuous main. And um, he gave this example of like, let's say, or no, I think it was him. Yeah. He 
was in, he was a novice. So he wasn't a priest yet. He's in an order. And he was talking about how, you know, people were going to give up dessert or something for Lent or something Mm -hmm. like that. And he like went, I don't like Lent didn't start yet. They were just like talking about what people would give up and everything. And so they were at dinner and he like went to go grab a brownie or something and sat back down. And his superior was saying like, yeah, actually like giving something up altogether could be virtuous, but what the virtuous mean is and mean M E A N. Like if anyone remembers like calculating the medium, the mean and the range of like, you know, the mean is like the average where you add stuff all up and divide it by that number and you get the average. Wow. Look at you. So yeah, look at me third grade math. (laughs) (laughs) So the mean, the virtuous mean, he's like the virtuous mean wouldn't be you getting rid of dessert altogether. The virtuous mean would be you stopping halfway with eating that brownie. So stop Mm. right now. You already took three bites of it. Now don't finish it. That is the virtuous mean because it's so much harder than just not touching it altogether. Right. It's easier to go cold turkey than it is to stop in the middle after you've already enjoyed part of it. Right. Right. And having that is like giving that up and offering that up as like, um, an act of mortification, like a small Mm -hmm. act of mortification. Um, even if it's like, you're finishing a workout, it's like you either, I don't know, maybe this is the wrong example, but like, it's either like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do like, if I don't have time for my 30 minute workout, I'm not going to do it. It's like, well, that virtuous mean could be doing as much as you can, right. Working as hard as you can, doing as much as you can. Absolutely. Um, cause I fall into that and that's a whole nother, (laughs) that's sloth. Then it goes in the yeah. sloth too. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then you're just like screwed up at that point. No. So then you're just really, you're done. <laughs> just give up. Yeah, just Quit. Give up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like thinking about that because I'm trying to add like more small acts of mortification in my life and where, and like that is when you're practicing that virtuous mean you're strengthening your will. Mm-hmm. So you're strengthening that ability to be like, Jesus, I love you more than this. Like Jesus, yeah. I love you more than finishing the rest of this brownie. Yeah. Jesus, I love you more than getting a Dr. Pepper when I don't need one. Ah, okay. Right. And it's not even the point where it's like, oh, Dr. Pepper is going to be bad for me or like, oh, I like can't afford to have these calories or whatever. No, it's like, because I want it, I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I need the only way to strengthen your will is by exercising it kind of like a bicep or whatever. Like the only way is to like work on your bicep to strengthen or like, you know, get stronger. So yeah. Well, and I will say back to when I was all worried that docility meant I had to become more a cow. quiet. No, what? well, that too. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing was too, I was like, I'm a nursing mom. I'm already a cow. Otters. <laughs> um, no, when I was all worried that it meant that I had to become quiet and that I had to become reserved. Like that was what I was all worried about. And I was like, wow, I'm really going to have to like lose myself to become. Right. And that's docile. why we always got along. Cause I was like, we're not that. Right. <laughs> and so we both get told we have to practice docility. And I'm like, crap, yeah. this whole podcast is going to have to expire. Yeah, plummet. I it's mean, gonna have to crash and burn <laughs> at this point. But Father Peyton made sure to emphasize the fact that God gives us personalities and traits for a reason. Things like strength and independence are good things. Like they're not mm-hmm. evil things. And we need saints who are independent and extroverted and whatever. God's not going to ask you to become someone that you aren't for the sake of virtue or docility for this specific podcast. He'll ask you to learn how to channel and master your unique traits and dependencies. And of course, Father Peyton um, quoted Jordan Peterson because he knows that we love him and he <laughs> loves JP. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You should be an absolute monster and know how to control it. So I should be totally strong and independent in all these things mm-hmm. and know how to control it. My strength is in my obedience to God or to Avery and where to channel it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Cause when he was, when I was all worried that I was gonna have to be quiet and like all the things that I'm not naturally and have been for the past 25 years of my life, I was like, no, give up done. Not for me. I'm not going to be docile spiritual director. (laughs) Yeah. I can find anyone to tell me what I want to (laughs) hear. I know. Exactly. But it was refreshing and really encouraging to know that like, okay, God's not going to ask me to be someone that I'm not. Yeah. He's just going to ask me to practice docility in a way that's different than 
maybe someone who is right. a pushover or whatnot. Right. And like, I think you have to look at the fruit of it. Right. So right. kind of like, wow, I could go into so many things. I'm like, kind of like Vatican too. It was a great idea. <laughs> you just have to look at the fruit. <laughs> just really kind of fell far way too far off. yeah like you just, like if the fruit is bad then something needs to have an alteration you right, know right you don't just like own it and keep going because it's like that was the decision made mm. so it's kind of like that it's not like well that's how we are we're just like very outgoing know what we want very decisive like this is we decided this and this is good it's like, right. it can be good in some instances, mm-hmm. but also the fruit can be bad in other trees, other parts of the tree, you right. know? Right. And you have to look at that. And so it's like, does that dis- immediate decisiveness bring good fruit in a marriage mm-hmm. in some aspects? Yes. Yeah. But in yeah. other aspects, no. And that's where practicing docility is a constant thing. It's like, yeah, it's a constant, like check Choice. in with yourself. And what I will say is like, our husbands love us for our personality and for our independence. True. And they, they looked for that on purpose because we have to have that as military wives. True. You can't yeah. not have that because I would what crumble. When they leave. I yeah. You're crumble. Screwed. Yes. <laughs> like completely spiral. Yeah. You know, and that's something that Patrick always says via email. He's like, I, just in, in constant awe of you and appreciate you so much because you are able to, to take hold it down and flourish at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I knew I needed. Right. And it's such a unique to like, it's such a unique profession because he was asking me where I think I've learned this. And I was like, my mom and she was a military wife. Learned she what? Docility or the control? No, no, no. The control yeah. and like the, maybe the bad habits per se of like, Sorry, mom. I know mom. I love you. Um, but she, she, and I would agree. We've talked about this before, like the desire for control or the like independence factor and all that stuff, because it, you, you have to yeah. you become that. Like when your husband is gone for over a year, whether you can talk to him or not, it doesn't matter. You've got kids, you've got a home, you've got things to keep in order and keep running and everything. So you step into this leadership role where you are controlling all of the things because you have to. And it's so unique because not many professions are like that. And marriage was not designed by God to be like that, but that's the world that we live in right now. It's unnatural. It is unnatural. And we, we sense that. I mean, you literally, it feels so weird. Nothing. You don't ever get used to not falling asleep next to your husband. Right. You know, like that's, it's unnatural to its core. And so you have to like, for you to not be able to practice docility with Patrick right now is like so crappy. Well, yeah, it feels like counterintuitive, right? Like you want to, you're like, okay, I know this new virtue now. And I'm kind of like pulling, peeling back layers on it and learning more about myself. So like, let's put it in action and make this thing happen right. because hello, discernment and decisiveness, mm-hmm. like let's go. And you can't, and it sucks because then when he does come back, you do have to relinquish control and get back into a whole nother routine of things. And it's just like a constant changing with the military, but I mean, that's military specific. Right. Hopefully not everyone's marriage. Hopefully not like everyone. <laughs> and I, okay. So I have some more to say on this, but I really want to talk about let them live. We had them as a sponsor in the past. Season one. Yes. Yeah, season one. Yeah. We're on season three. We're still on season two. Oh, whoa, whoa. Sure. We haven't taken a break in a hot second. We've only taken like one substantial break. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm we do a break sure. a year because we're on going on year three. Yeah. So uh, besides the point. Anyways. So. <laughs> Let them, let them live is awesome though. So with Thanksgiving coming up, there's all kinds of things that we can look into as far as supporting and things that we should be grateful for. And the number one thing that we're grateful for, especially as Americans and Catholics is the right to life. Mm -hmm. Um, and let them live stands for that. Donating to let them live is a great way to share the gifts you have been given with women who are in desperate need. And it's a great way to put that action to the words that we proclaim when we say that we're pro-life. And I mean, the mission of let them live, they're a nonprofit and they provide for financial support to help women cancel their abortions and choose life because that is a really big factor. It's 73% of abortions in the United States happen because of financial burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's so shocking. I mean, it is shocking 73%. And so they really take that head on and they put the money, they put their the money, money where, where their, their mouth, mouth is, is. They do. <laughs> and they actually go to women and they say, Lee, like, like you can 
we can help you have a better life. Right. You know, like this child is not going to be a burden and we can help you. Yeah. And it's just amazing. I don't know of any other organization that puts their money where their mouth is just like this. It's truly incredible. So you can visit letthemlive.org to make a donation and even become a monthly donor. So then like when you're budgeting or tithing and stuff, you can put that into your monthly donation. Yeah. Just like for Avery and I, that just helps us. And it's just nice to see it every month and go like, oh my gosh, yes, we're still thinking about them Uh and keeping them in our prayers and stuff. Um, So your donations will ensure that Let Them Live can help women and save lives for so many years to come. So check them out. All the links to them are in our show notes, but they appreciate. And I mean, we do too. Yeah. Donations to them. That's a big, we admire to support. Yeah. We admire their nonprofit so much and check them out on Instagram because they'll like go in on stories of women they help. And you Mm. can kind of just see like the fruit of your donation. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. So what I was going to say is like, there are certain ways, I guess, talking about this, where I have been able to practice like docility, even amongst deployment where it's like, you know, before he left, like we had certain financial goals and stuff like that, that, um, you know, we wanted to work towards to hit and like, just making sure that money goes where he wanted it to go and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm like, well, like, maybe we should put more here and maybe we should put more there. It's like not a conversation because yeah, number one, I can't have that conversation, but number two, <laughs> because it's not an option. <laughs> but number two is like, this is where he decided and where we decided. Yeah. And I'm, what's it to me to like, go and ch- I don't know, like, to like change it up, right. You know? And like, he'll come back and be like, what the heck happened? <laughs> what did we talk about? <laughs> what, where were we not on the same page? <laughs> and so there's certain ways like that that he's definitely been able to lead. And I joke about the whole concert thing. I think we talked about last time where I was like, I'm just going to go see them by myself. And oh, it was like, and he said, no, you aren't. Yeah. Like a concert okay. in Nashville. Yeah. And he, he was like, yeah, no, you're not. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found a friend to go with. Cause I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, So yeah, just different ways like that. But I am curious to see, you know, when I'm back with him for months, the longest we've ever had in probably in the new year, we'll have a few months together um, straight because we've only had 13 months together uh, or it's 13 weeks together since we've been married. Yes, we wish. Yeah. Um, But who's counting? And (laughs) I'm curious to see that transition for me and military people talk about this all the time is like that transition of going from control to like having them feel like they have a place back in the home. Yeah. As the leader. Yeah. And so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm like trying to mentally prepare for it, but I've created habits at this point. Right. And what might help though, what I think is an advantage for me is that I live my independent life in our home in Kentucky Mm. And I live the married life in our home in Japan. Mm-hmm. And so those aren't mixed. And so I think yeah. they'll be like, whenever I'm in Japan, like there's a, a dependence on right. the marriage, right? right? Versus if I'm in Kentucky, there's an independence. Right. So they're sectioned huh. off. They're separated, which yeah. I think mentally helps. Um, but then again, well, like, I can't remember which restaurant was in Japan, which one was in Virginia and which one was in Kentucky. So we might just be jacked up. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think the advantage you have too, is the fact that docility is a part of your like mental note right now, mm-hmm. as you're going into possibly seeing him for a couple months come right. the holidays. That's like, you're already aware of something that a lot of people that I think docility truly is probably, I forgot it was a virtue. I literally- yeah forgot it was a virtue well is it like a secondary one or something is it I don't know I don't know we should probably know this if we're <laughs> well <laughs> anyways I forgot it was like a thing really and I think it probably plays a much bigger role in marriage hiccups yeah and like fights and arguments than people know like it's something that I forgot to, was even a word so I couldn't put like a finger on it it was just like emasculation like, right don't, you know right in control from yeah me. and and so the fact that you already have like dove into docility and what it is and what, what it's going to look say like about it yeah. what it's going to look like and all this stuff like i think that's an actual advantage too so right awareness mm-hmm. you literally can't fix if you're not aware with 
aware yep. of it. Yep, exactly. And just like talking with you about it and like examples and thinking about like, oh, where could I have done better in that mm-hmm. situation? Um, <laughs> but I'm sure it comes up way more with parenting too, like adding yeah. that aspect in. Yeah. You just get really humbled. They say marriage is a mirror. You literally, it truly is like it you is. look at your, the ugliness yeah. of your soul. Yep. Yeah. But you also look at the beauty of your soul, but you are, I mean, the well, ugliness gets, sticks out. For be, sure. Well, and the only way to actually, like, I feel like it's gotten a lot more beautiful because you are aware of the ugly now. Yeah. Like the, it's not just like a constant bland. Right. It's like, okay, there is a very distinct ugly that we need to fight against. And now the good and the beautiful is even more beautiful. Right. And I want him to be aware of the ugliness too. Oh, totally. We, but we all have to call them. Each yeah. Other kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, here we are. I'll call you out all day. I know. And I love it. That's actually really great. <laughs> I actually really appreciate it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, this was good. Yeah, this is good. So we're, uh, clearly still a little on the fence about this, <laughs> a little apprehensive. <laughs> we're getting there. We're the getting D word, but Hey, we, yeah. So should the title be the D word? I, I feel like that might be taking it too far, but Oh, well, like we've said, I have no PR filter. So I'm like, I think we should, because that's really makes people go, excuse me. What? That's clickbait. We love that. That is. And it's going to talk to them about docility. Yeah. Mm, mm. Might want to bring them in with that title. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Call into your, to our hotline um, at 312-775-2615 and let us know your what in the dang heck moments. Yeah. And if you have anything to say about docility, anything, yeah. more, I would love to hear it. Me too. Or like instances in your own marriage where it's like, oh, I could have done better here. Or, um, I've thought about this in this situation and my husband responded so positively. Mm. Um, cause I'm sure this will just be a constant theme at this point. Yep. And I would love to hear how it's working out in y'all's lives anyways. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So let us know. Docility. We love it. We love Always trying to it. grow. <laughs> Always and forever. All right. Signing off. Love ya. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.